0: I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. is many people own their own salon or own their own business because they're unemployable because a lot of them have bad attitudes and they're thinking (laughs) I can do this so much better than you can. So I'm going to go do it. And then we're like, I did the same thing. Trust me. And then I fell flat on my face and realized, are you kidding me right now? Tina, you need to go back and be coachable and be a follower and figure this thing out first you know, yeah. practice good fellowship. So talk a little bit about that and why you went into the salon business and all of that. Yeah,
1: well, I, I'd i say the exact same journey, right? Like I ended up um, and I'm so one thing I'm so grateful for is that um, relationships have been so important to me. And I, I got a hold of John Maxwell books in my early 20s, and those have been like pivotal to me as well, like just learning lessons about um, winning with people and all of that. So I was like the good girl with the attitude edge, right? Cause like I did have these like deeper good intentions. I just had this edge on me. And, um, so I was able to maintain when I left the salon with Rosalind after six years, I moved back into the city. And I remember she told me in Kelowna, you're a big fish in a small sea in Vancouver, you're a small fish in a big sea. And I remember being like, Oh no, I'm a big fish in a big sea. You're going to see like, Mm -hmm. and she said it to me like in the most loving way. Um, And she probably knew that kind of what the challenge is, what drives me. Um, So, you know, those words really stuck with me. And I went into Vancouver to really fight my way to get recognition and be the best in my industry in a bigger city. Um, And I went into chair rental. And so that was when it was my first experience of kind of managing all the parts Um, and I did really love that. And I ended up renting a second chair and training my sister. And so I kind of got to grow into being an owner, but I still never imagined what was awaiting me (laughs) when I actually was an owner and actually was leading a bigger team. And I'm so thankful for all the times I did fall on my face. um, and all the times it wasn't as easy as I thought it should be because those are the things that really shaped me and allowed me to change and look at myself and go down this personal development journey um, because I wouldn't have had I not really been forced into it Um, so I wish it was more willingly that I did it but it was really of like oh my gosh I now have these like adults (laughs) to lead that don't necessarily want to follow me uh, because I bought the salon with some existing team members and some of them just Mm -hmm. weren't too on board with the changes I was making and you know, I was like, everything's for the better. Like, why wouldn't they just follow? And so I really had to like humble myself, um, come alongside them, think back to when I was in their shoes, you know, how I was feeling and try to um, learn and grow and stretch from there. And so those were the things that I guess really like forced me to to change and start to lose the
0: attitude, <laughs> lose the attitude. I love it. I, I could Thanks. call it lose your attitude, not fix your attitude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> lose I, I put down good, the good girl with the attitude edge. That's, that's, that's you Kaylee. <laughs> that's really awesome. I love this because it's, Oh my gosh, we have so much that we could share. So I want to just ask you real quick. So you had this salon with existing stylists. Did, did they stay? Did they walk out? I mean, every salon, I had two salons with existing stylists and they all left except for one in each. And both of them were my own graduates in my school, the ones that stayed. The rest mm-hmm. that weren't my graduates left. And I figured out after that, that I would only hire Paul Mitchell graduates from that point forward, because oh, they yeah. uh, kind of own the culture and, own what we have. There's kind of like that common denominator respect that we have for each other. So how did that work for you? Yeah, it was interesting. We ended up,
1: uh, no one left off the get go, um, but the team did evolve over the year, next few years to come. um, And some of it was my doing and some of it was their doing. Um, But I'll tell you one of the funniest stories where I think kind of was the pivotal point point of when I won them over. because I came in and I was just like young and ambitious and ready to make changes. And, um, I had moved, they had a really huge lunch bar and a really small color bar. And I was like, why do I have such a big lunch bar? We're here to do hair and do business. So we need a bigger color bar and a smaller lunch bar. And then there was another process that they were writing on a paper, what they would charge on a sticky note. And then they put the sticky note on the desk. And I was like, we don't need to waste paper. We just put the number into this system and walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I had just made these, you know, small changes that I thought were more efficient and streamlined and good for the business. And I had this one team member who was a little bit older and she would not stop doing the sticky notes. And so it started to be like this war between us. Cause I'd be, keep hide, I'd hide <laughs> the sticky notes. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you don't need to do the sticky notes anymore. <laughs> and she'd go in the cupboard and find where I hid them. And then she'd write it on her sticky note. And then she'd eat lunch at the color bar. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, like, why are you like resisting? And she was just like resisting me basically. Right. And the changes. And so I was able through what I learned with John Maxwell, like with connecting with people and um, you know, just trying to understand her and where she was at. um, I don't remember exactly what the, the day was that things switched, but literally it happened in a day when I won over her trust she came and she did the, she moved to the lunch table and she stopped using the sticky notes and she started doing things our way. And she's still there with the new, so she did 10 years with the first owner, 10 years with me. And now she's there with the people who took over oh my um, the salon. So that was just such a success story that, you know, she came around and, um, but it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't that easy. It was like a lot of work on my part to try to connect with her. Um, And I guess that's when I realized that, you know, they're not all just going to follow because I think my idea is good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, okay. There's so much we can unpack with this. I put down um, in order to be a great leader, you have to be coachable. The number one challenge that I see in the industry with people and especially my graduates is that they don't choose jobs where they respect the leader or the leaders, or the team, they just kind of choose jobs that seem kind of comfortable. And so, because uh, we always say practice the art of creative love, meaning love what you do, love who you do it with, and love who you do it for, meaning that you respect them. What What's that untold story for you that you did that, that you've chosen, you know, really great mentors that you respect? And so you become coachable, because I think a lot of people that choose jobs, they don't pick people that they really respect.
1: Yeah. I think, um, at first, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And, um, and it kind of goes in with like money comes later. Right. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And that really worked for me because, um, I came from a family that didn't have money and I didn't really expect to make a lot of money. Um, and my first paycheck, I was like pretty thrilled with it. <laughs> with whatever it was, it wasn't mm. that much money. Um, and so, money never was my driving point. Um, I just wanted to be the best. And so, mm. I just needed to find that person that was going to help me be the best. And I didn't realize that they would teach me more than just technical. Right. And so, that's, and I think after getting under such an, a brilliant mentor, and she was just who I needed. Right. Like, she was just the perfect person for me at that time because she was strong. And so I watched so many people quit over the years because um, they couldn't, like, she, they'd leave crying. Like, she was tough, and but she was perfect for me because she whipped me into shape. And um, I'll give you an example. I went out networking to give out, I was giving out like um, coupons to try to build my clientele. And I had a few too many drinks because I was 20 years old. So I was drinking at that time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't do these kind of things anymore, but um, I had a few too many drinks and I slept in for work and I was pretty new. And I remember my dad waking me up because she had called to see where I was and it was just humiliating, right? It was humiliating. And the stern look that she gave me I decided that day that would never happen again, and I would never drink on a working day again. <laughs> and <laughs> you learned I, your lesson. <laughs> and I just like, and I suffered that day at work. Like I really suffered that day at work. And she just several times like whipped me into shape with mm-hmm. you know some of these bad habits that I had. Um, and she was just, you know, some people didn't like her approach, but it was a perfect approach for me, um, to kind of, she just grew me up. <laughs> like yeah. she just took me from this like bratty teenager, mm-hmm. kind of teenager still, and like really grew me up, um, by kind of her ways of disciplining me, I would say. <laughs> um, and so oh, I guess. That's like, so good. That growth that I had just put it on my radar of that if you want to learn something, you have to learn it from someone who's been there and walked your shoe, the shoes that you want to walk to and you want to get there. And, and so I started seeking out the mentors and um, Michael O'Rourke from Sexy Hair was another huge mentor for me, yeah. um, the way he ran his company. And, you know, yeah, I, I would so attribute good. all my success to having
0: these mentors for sure. So- Kaylee, what I love about you and what I keep hearing is that you knew your identity so much, like you believed in yourself. You thought highly of yourself. And that's what I love about you, because I think people that don't feel highly of themselves are going to choose mentors that they don't respect. And I want to go back to because we have uh, something that we call visionary leadership and so the type of leader that you choose to be and the interesting thing is it's it's kind of like a law of human nature And so really only about 20% of people are visionaries that think on a higher level like you. And I believe it's people that actually know who they really are. Um, and they think higher of themselves because they, and that's why they want to be the best. And then 30% are about, they're the, uh, or 50% are, uh, fence sitters. They don't really know which way to go. They're kind of those followers, they'll follow either negative or positive, whichever way they get up in bed, you know, and then the resistors are that 30%. And I just had the epiphany just now that those resistors are kind of that, the good girl with the attitude edge, but (laughs) they um, never ever become coachable. And I see this so much in my schools, Kaylee. And with hairstylists, so the one, uh, the two salons that I had walk out, several of them just had that attitude edge, like they thought they could be so much better and so much more. And, and I see a lot of them actually do life alone. They'll go into these salon suites and think they know better than everybody else because they really, honestly, they can't work with anybody because no one wants to work with them because they have such an attitude and a, and not a humble spirit, you know? So what are your, what's your thoughts on that? And with your experience with coaching? Yeah, I, well, there,
1: this is, well, this could be a long conversation. I know we might I, want to go for 24 hours. I know. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I honestly, I still haven't figured this out and I'm so torn between this new way of thinking that I love, which is, um, really nurturing people and helping them to grow and that old school authoritarian, like yes. do it my way. Right. Because yes. I don't know. And there's like, a, I think there's a movie like whiplash um, where he's training the band, the music, and he's just so hard on the students. He's like so hard on them and most of them quit and they hate music because of him. But that one shining star, it just becomes like, The magician, right? Like, and my question always is Would that person have been become that with the gentle forming that we try to do now? Yes. And I even question what with my kids, right? Because I'm trying to be this like nurturer and try to um, raise up their, you know, natural skills and all of that. And so I always wonder, like, had Rosalind not been so hard on me, um, would I have been as refined? I don't know if i don't know like i think i needed that so maybe it's just more of a match like maybe these young um good young people with this edge need that authoritarian to come in and show them what's up <laughs> yeah um and maybe the
0: person leading them is just not strong enough to be their leader because a lot of times i just see people just sweep things under the rug like uh eh. You know, this is what they say. They they suck at stuff. So they say that they don't like it. So you might hear someone say, let's just talk about hairstylists. Oh, I don't like men's haircuts. Well, no. The reason why you don't like men's haircuts is because you suck. You know, learn how to cut men's hair. <laughs> so challenge your capacity, right? Yeah. And so for there's for a reason. And same thing as salon owners, they'll say, well, I just don't like numbers no it's not doesn't that you don't like them it's just that you suck at it so what you have to do is train your cpa to put it in your language so you understand because guess who's paying you you are paying your cpa have them train you so that you fall in love with numbers because as an owner you should love numbers so what's that untold story for you that you've challenged your capacity and i love it it's almost like the law of the lid like you you keep pushing it and keep pushing it. So why and how?
1: Yeah, I had this talk with my sister because my sister's kind of my opposite. Like she just wants to homeschool her kids and um, you know, have all a huge family stay home. She's not career oriented at all. And we and I think it comes down to it's just it's my purpose. It's just in me. And um, like I can't even explain where the drive comes from, but it's just there's no alternative to it for me. Um, and like when I had my business and it was failing and my husband, um, had other ventures that were more profitable than mine and didn't really want me to do the salon. Like it wasn't for the money again. Like we didn't need necessarily the money from that business. Um, and I was just like, I, like, I can't not succeed. (laughs) like, I need to know how to make this work. And so I said, give me five years and I need to turn this thing around. And like, that's just what I need. Cause he wanted to move to France. And so, and I was like, I need to like, I need to make it work. I need to. And so it's just this like deeper hmm. drive um, of like, it, I just need to, to get there or go there. And I don't even know if it's fully healthy or not. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Sean Chido. Co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, thank you for joining us today and be sure to check us out at nextlevelsalonleadership.com.